Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. Uh, if you go into the Blanchard Family Wines location, say you're going to a Rockies game, you want to have a little uh, drink beforehand, uh, go to Blanchard Family Wines in the dairy block and uh, maybe... Try some of their Colorado partnerships, Restoration Stone Cellars, you know, Colturas, and many more. Or you can try any one of their own Sonoma County wines. Um, I happen to like the 2017 Cabernet or the Blake Street Blend. Those are my two of my favorites. But they also got Pinot. They've got Malbec. they got Syrahs. I mean, they just basically have everything you need in a uh, local wine bar. It's a great atmosphere. It's a very pretty place. The Dairy Block is wonderful. If you haven't, tried, uh, haven't gone down there, I really highly suggest you go to the Dairy Block and really experience that. But you can go to BF fwdenver.com and uh, pick yourself up a bottle of uh, any of those wines and you can also uh, book yourself a virtual wine tasting if you want to do that that's very popular as well once again they're located between 18th and 19th in blake and Moisee, in beautiful lower downtown denver colorado just a couple blocks away from course field right in the middle of the dairy block they are always online at bfwdenver.com well, they're on facebook and instagram under blanchard family wines when you go in or you talk to them telling jeff morton from csg podcast sent you there what is up, everybody? Okay, um, this is going to be one of the... I'm going to do a recap of every single game the Nuggets are in this. I'm going to force myself to do this. because I normally don't do this. As you guys know, I am a guy who prefers things evergreen uh, as much as possible. But um, this, this is this is just going to be me. I've just decided on a whim to do recaps of these of these games. Um, this is all going to really depend on my mood. Um, actually, I was not feeling well this weekend. Um, I had a touch of food poisoning, so that probably affected my the way I viewed. Um, this Nuggets game uh, last night, as of this recording, but. Um, I am going to not give you a beat-by-beat recap. I am going to give you my thoughts as of Game 1. The Nuggets lost uh, 123-107 to to the Golden State Warriors in a completely predictable way. And I think if we are going to really delve into this Nuggets team, we are going to go into the fact that I could see coming from miles away that this Nuggets team was going to struggle um, doing what they do. Um, this team, this Nuggets team is very predictable. They do, they do not deviate. They, they do things very consistently over a lot of games. Some of that has to do with Jokic. Some of that has to do with scheme. And a lot of it has to do with the way they approach defense. Their defense is very stodgy, very staid, very 90s. Um, they want to induce you into a missed shot, be it, um, an early shot clock miss or a late shot clock miss. And this Nuggets team struggles with making the two parts of their of their modus operandi work together. Um, you even saw that in the bubble when the Nuggets came back three one. One of their big issues is that the this, the two things did not work. Their 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 defense and their offense never led into each other. They were always like induce a missed shot and then run a small set. Or a, not a small set, but a, a a very typical set. And the Nuggets offense. Um, 
as of 2022 is very similar to the one they ran in 2020, 2019, um, 2018. This Nuggets team is uh, very consistent. A lot of that has to do with David Adelman, who runs the offense. Um, but this Nuggets team um, really struggles with adapting to the other team that they, they are playing. And one of the things that I have been talking about most frequently is that this Nuggets team uh, is not filled exactly with good shooters. And in the second half of this podcast, I'm going to talk about solutions that I see. But in the first half, I'm going to talk about what happened. And this Nuggets team, uh, starting at the end of the second quarter, um, kind of let slip the concept they had on defense. Um, One thing I I have always said about this Golden State Warriors team is that they are very turnover prone, much like the Nuggets. And the Nuggets just, it is very strange how the Nuggets didn't pressure the ball handler. There's this concept that if you do that, Steph Curry is just going to do run around like a chicken with his head cut off and he's going to get three-point shots. I'm, if I'm going to approach the Golden State Warriors, I'm just going to say Steph Curry is just going to bomb away. I'm just going to make sure Clay Thompson and, and Jordan Poole, for fuck's sake, don't uh, go off on me. And that really is it, because the Nuggets didn't lose because of Steph Curry. They lost because of Jordan Poole and a little bit of Clay Thompson. And what was happening is they 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 just they get caught up on stay on on Steph running around like a chicken with his head cut off. If I'm the Nuggets, um, I I go into it making him the ball handler. Um, you stop him from doing that and just try to force the ball into his hands more than you do out of his hands because he is um he is going to get his regardless but I want to make him work the nuggets did not make him work uh the nuggets didn't did uh little to pressure the ball handlers um it was very it was very just and try to induce a miss shot get the rebound walk it up the court Get into your dribble handoff actions. Maybe try to do a pick and roll with Will Barton. And Will Barton was awful last night. Um, but just that was what it was. And it was so predictable. It was so, so predictable. And we need to stop saying that the Nuggets run a a slow, stodgy, um, very bad offensive system um, because of Nikola Jokic. And when I say bad, bad for certain scenarios. I mean, you can get through the regular season on something, but as we know, the regular season and postseason are, are different things. This is a compromised Nuggets team. I can see them running that, what they did last night, if they had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Um, you can guarantee that you have a shooter there. Uh, with Michael Porter Jr., and they have to respect them. This Golden State Warriors team fouled the shit out of Nikola Jokic, and it was he was only got to the line twice. Um, and that is a problem that needs to be addressed, and I'm glad Malone said something about it in the postgame, even if it was very light and uh, kind of I-don't-want-to-get-fined manner. Um, he did it in a subtle way, and I at least give him somewhat credit for that. Yeah, I would have gone further and done the full Phil Jackson, but whatever. Um, there is a, uh, but the but the the problem is not necessarily 
anything other than the Nuggets know they're underdogs and they didn't give themselves a chance. And that was what was infuriating. This Nuggets team is not designed to run actions to where everyone, uh, where you are like uh, able to get something out of an offensive set where they hit threes. This doesn't happen consistently with this Nuggets team. It will happen maybe one in four games. That's why teams are always surprised when the Nuggets end up blowing them out. Okay, because they're suddenly hitting shots. Um, particularly this year. This Nuggets team is not a not a shooter's team. This Nuggets team is filled with filled with very, very inconsistent shooters. Very from Jokic on down the Nuggets on this roster without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray do not have consistent shooters. And what ha- happens is the Nuggets come down the sh- court, they walk the ball up, they run their actions, they they get it into a corner three that invariably Aaron Gordon or Will Barton or Monte Morris will miss. And it just was so predictable. Because I was hoping that the Nuggets would try to get early offense. Because the, the Golden State Warriors are a good, great defensive team. And what happened was it, it allowed the Golden State Warriors, and what the Nuggets did last night, it allowed the Golden State Warriors to catch up and basically pound the crap out of Nikola Jokic. It really did Nikola Jokic a disservice. Um, this team, if you're going to run um, sets for inconsistent shooters... Um, what's going to happen is the, the Golden State Warriors are not going to respect that. Forget what Doris Burke said about the, the them putting Jokic in actions. I mean, that every single team does that. Um, that Jokic is very much used to teams making him guard on the perimeter. That is, that is neither here nor there. Um, I, as much as I like Doris Burke, that, that had nothing to do with Jokic, um, and his, his issues last night. The, the, really the Nuggets issues was that he was the only viable offensive player and who could score. And this is something that is going to be a problem unless the Nuggets try to do themselves some favors for a change and get Jokic into, uh, ways where he can outlet Get the ball up the court quick for early offense. This Nuggets team is seems to be like they 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 blew the 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 Memphis Grizzlies out of the water. And I'm going to come back to this again. That the second to last game of the season is the Nuggets played um, the Memphis Grizzlies, and they blew the Grizzlies out of the water. And the Grizzlies were trying to win that game. <laughs> this wasn't a case of the, uh, the Grizzlies were packing it in. They wanted that game. Uh, they wanted to prove something, even with John Morant out. They are 20-3 and three with John Morant out? Come on. So what happened was uh, the Nuggets went in and made it easy for the Golden State Warriors. Yes, the Nuggets had turnovers, but the Nuggets are just as turnover-prone as the Golden State Warriors. They didn't make the Warriors turnover prone. They didn't pressure them. They didn't go go get early offense. This was like the Nuggets were going into this game saying, oh, well, you know, we can just run these uh, sets here and we'll be fine. People hit shots. And let me tell you something. I'm here to tell you this, folks, and no one else is probably going to uh, give it to you straight like this. Nuggets can't win like that, and the Nuggets are not going to win this series. Uh, if they do that. And in fact, the odds are really stacked against them in the first place. 
I have never encountered a team, I mean, even going back to the George Carl era, that just refused to give itself a chance. And you sometimes have to adapt to the reality of who you are. And the, re- the reality it is this Nuggets team doesn't have the shooting horses to make that work. They don't. And over and over and over, it was a slow walk up the court. Dribble handoff, dribble handoff, pick and roll, dribble handoff. Try to get to the, try to get to the corner. Get Jokic hammered in the post. It was so predictable and frustrating to watch. And I am not letting the coaches off the hook. I'm not letting even Jokic off the hook. Jokic could have pushed the pace, and he didn't. And the there could have been scenarios that happened. And now I'm not saying that this is a panacea. I am saying that as this Nuggets roster is currently constructed, you cannot run sets to to get three point shots for a team that can't shoot. What is your solution? What is your solution? Is your solution to keep doing it and maybe get that one in four game where they actually hit shots? Or maybe you just try to get yourself some early offense and induce steals or defense too. And, it, and, it's, and it's frustrating to watch this happen over and over and over and over again with a team that is behaving like it still has Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. And they do not. Will Barton is not going to help you with in this regard. And last night, his defensive lapses were so egregious on Steph that I, 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 just, I just put my head in my hands. Put my head in my hands and, and shook my head like this is... This is insane. This is insane. The Nuggets just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. They are behind the eight ball. The chances are they are not going to win this series, but you've got to give yourself a chance. And on the other side of this break, I will once again reiterate what I feel the Nuggets need to do to give themselves said chance. We'll be back right after this. You know, I've been watching, as you guys know, I've been watching the Denver Nuggets for a long, long time. And there's this misnomer that the the run-and-gun aspect of the Nuggets um, caused them to uh, lose in the playoffs. That that, that is a complete fiction created out of thin air. The Nuggets got plenty far playing fast styles, going all the way back to the 70s. The problem was the Nuggets either were, A, betrayed by a guy quitting on them midseason like they did in 1978, um, or uh, they have had issues with being having the team be more talented than them, which is what happened in 1985. I mean, that Nuggets team, as good as they were against the Showtime Lakers, they just you know, the talent disparity was huge. Um, and then there's the 2009 Western Conference Finals, uh, where this Nuggets team um, really was better than that Lakers team. I'm going to say that again. They were better than that Lakers team. And uh, it's not necessarily, quote, two inbound passes away, but, man, they were damn close. And then they let slip the grip in uh the game six of that series in a way that was quite frankly embarrassing, but that, that Nuggets team was legit good and they got there maybe not playing at, at a breakneck speed, but they played uh, fast enough to really um, disrupt things and get out in transition and give themselves a chance. And, but they were still able to play in a slowish manner. Um, the two, the 2020 Nuggets in the bubble, um, 
that is unlike any other team that I've ever seen. Um, and it wasn't breakneck speed. It was just a lot of offense. Um, you rarely see, I mean, Memphis is the closest I've seen recently to the transition era Nuggets, um, the current uh, Memphis Grizzlies. But this, uh, the, that 2020 Nuggets team was was good, but not great. And it didn't, prime Jokic wasn't there yet. If you had the 2020, 2020, 2021, and 2021, 2021, 22, um, Nikola Jokic, that, that Nuggets team wins that series. Um, he wasn't quite at the level he is now, right? But you're almost there. Um, but the this misnomer that you can't play fast. Now, when I'm saying fast, I'm not saying just like have no offense and just run up and, uh, excuse me, no uh, defense and just run up and down the uh, court like a la Paul Westhead is, is dumb, it's stupid, and if you think that, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm saying that you got to give yourself a chance. And the Nuggets were able to do that against Memphis, and I and I don't understand why... I guess I don't understand why they just didn't understand that that was a good thing for this particular team. You got to adapt to the personnel you have. What the Nuggets got to do is understand that this Warriors team is turnover prone, but they're going to hit shots, right? Trying to do a thing where you induce them into a missed shot after 23 seconds on the clock is a is a bad solution. You have to pressure them, even with Draymond out there. You know, Draymond is per turnover prone too. They're all turnover prone. He's smart, but he's turnover prone. It's like Jokic. Jokic gets his fair share of turnovers. You have to go into it saying we are going to induce a turnover here. And get out and get ahead before you set your defense. Because once they set their defense, they're going to try to get the Nuggets to get the ball to their inconsistent shooters. And as it's played out last night, as of this recording, predictably, the Nuggets weren't able to hit shots. Right? And the defense part, I mean, just quite frankly, folks... um, you're, you have to deal with the cards you're, 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 you're handed. And the Nuggets don't have, other than Aaron Gordon um, and somewhat Austin Rivers and Davon Reed not being there, it seems to be a really big problem. Um, this Nuggets team just doesn't have anyone who to, to really be a stopper, quote-unquote. But you need... You don't need to be that way. You just need to have pressure. And Steph will turn over the ball. Clay will turn over the ball. Draymond will turn over the ball. I mean, Jordan Poole will turn over the ball, right? These players will turn over the ball. It has been proven all season. And the Nuggets not playing for turnovers was perplexing. It was bizarre. I don't understand why they just didn't even try to do it that way. Then they got to try my solution, and I'm saying like I'm not saying this is this they'll win the series. To be quite honest with you, the Nuggets are at a huge deficit right now in terms of between a fully healthy Golden State Warriors roster and a less than healthy Nuggets roster. Um, they ha- need to understand that you got to throw the kitchen sink in there, 
And the kitchen sink is play for steals, get out, break, give yourself some layups, get yourself some... I'm not saying stop, shoot, freeze, or running offensive sets, but, but you can't rely strictly on being the slow, uh, late... 2000s Lakers with a uh, better center. You, you just like this Nuggets doesn't have the talent for that, as they are currently, and they need to understand the weaknesses. And the weakness of the Warriors is that they will turn the ball over. Trying to induce Steph Curry into uh, not being nuclear hot is is a fool's errand. Um. You're just counting on something that could happen, might happen, but probably won't, right? So getting this team to a different area and understanding the roster as is, uh, maybe adapt and get out on the break. Adapt and understand that, yes, you may give up more points, but you'll give your offense a better chance, right? If you have more of a transition aspect, First of all, the, the, the World State Warriors won't be expecting it. Two, they'll have trouble adapting to it. And three, you'll be able to steal the game in Golden State, in San Francisco. Um, and I think that's how the Nuggets should approach this. And if they, the game two is going to be really telling, folks. If I mean, first of all, we don't even know the status of uh, Jamal Murray. Um, you Adrian Wojnarowski had a uh, report saying that the Nuggets, he's been cleared by doctors, and it's in, up to Jamal right now. Um, that is another subject for a different, different time, and maybe I can do an emergency pod if Jamal suddenly comes in. But unless Jamal comes back, uh, I don't think Mike is going to be back. So unless Jamal comes back, the, the calculus is, is, is what it is. You got to go with... The thing that gives you the chance. Stop trying to make guys who are inconsistent shooters shoot well. That is not. That is a recipe for disaster. Absolute disaster. And if the Nuggets can, you know, find a way to sneak a game, and that's really what they need to do, is sneak a game in, oh, in, not, not Oakland anymore, San Francisco, then coming back home, you know, home hasn't been home lately, but, uh, you know, maybe coming back home, you can continue what you found there, run them into the ground at altitude, try to, you know, see if see if it works and give yourself that puncher's chance. The game one Nuggets did not do that. And just giving you guys the real, um, they... If they don't give themselves a chance, a chance will not be given to them. All right, thank you all for joining me on this Game 1 recap of the Nuggets' first-round series against the Golden State Warriors. I'll be back after Game 2 with another episode. Goodbye.